1: Adidas.
0: Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know,
3: when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make
2: them great people. This is Ryan and Hopkins. This is Arthur Klaas. This is Baller. This is Kim Talbot. This is Connor from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is
3: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of office printers Copiers. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X C-A. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chad.
0: Bob Stauffer joining you from the Hall of Fame room in Rogers Place in Ice District. For the second consecutive day, this is Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex is a local Alberta company that supports local business and charities. Digitex is 630 Chads copier team. Now, I'll be honest, yesterday when we wrapped up the Peter Shirelli presser and then hosted the last uh, hour and a half of Oilers Now, I didn't think we were going to be back here today. Uh, we are. Uh, Oilers head coach Todd McClellan spoke on Monday. Oilers general manager and president of Hockey Operations Peter Shirelli uh, spoke yesterday, and uh, today it'll be Bob Nicholson, who basically is the vice chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group. He's he oversees and is the boss for Peter Shirelli. By the way, uh, Brendan, you've got a key up or something back in the studio. Brendan, your mic is hot, and everything we're hearing is going through right now. If you could, diesel- okay. Okay, so coming up on uh, today's show, uh, we will run the Bob Nicholson press conference at 12.30, at 12.30. And then we'll have, uh, I'm not sure we're going to have a one-on-one with Bob after. There's a chance that that could occur. We will also have Louis DeBrusque from NHL Hockey on Rogers, as well as... Kandanico from the New Jersey Devils television broadcast, former member of the Southside Athletic Club, as New Jersey gets ready for their opening playoff game against the, uh, who's New Jersey? Oh, they're down in Tampa. That's right. We will get to NHL today. That works. Whatever you just hit there works perfectly. Thank you very much. There we go. Uh, thank you, Tom Davies, for making sure that we didn't have any... Oh, the feedback's back up. It's up, it's down, it's up. We'll work on it here. That's the uh, that's the way modern technology works. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Anyhow, here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on our orders now. Hotline seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Brought to you by Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, Saturday, April 14th. What does Larry the Cable Guy say? Get her done. At least that's what I'm told, he says. Live at the River Creek Resort and Casino. Uh, River Creek's also got Vince Neal on April 21st in George Thurgood and the Destroyers, May 7th. Um, And after this weekend, I can guarantee you, I will not be drinking alone. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at ordersnow at 630jet.com. You can text us at 630-630, brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter, at Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore stopper. Tweet Brendan, at Brendan Ulrich. Tweet the show at Now. Uh, we'll tell you, again, we are going to have uh, Louis DeBrusque to uh, talk a bit about the end of the season for the Edmonton Oilers, and also the San Jose, uh, the LA uh, Anaheim series that got started last night, and we'll have Ken Danical. That's coming up in the second hour. Primary focus of the first hour, the Bob Nicholson presser. I'm going to slide read. we'll in here momentarily, um, and, and some of it has to do with some responses uh, pertaining to, and uh, it I will certainly run some of Peter Shirelli's clips as well from yesterday, and once uh, Bob Nicholson comes in, the vice chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group will grab that live. Um, so I guess the biggest question right now for everybody is, what's going on? And to be honest with you, I don't 100% know, uh, I know there's a segment of the population that uh, wants the proverbial uh, head on a, a torch at this time. Uh, I personally don't believe that's what's going to occur here today, but I'll be honest, don't know. That's a great read. What do you
1: figure? What's shaking? Well, I I think it's a state of the union. Yep. I think it's Nicholson's thoughts on, on where the organization is at and some of the Probably evaluations that they're doing would be my guess. I don't expect any axis to fall today. I, mean, I, think, I. I think the order of the news conferences would have been different if that yes. were going to happen, and, and I wouldn't be. I, I don't think we've heard from Bob Nicholson on Humboldt, and obviously the Oilers are having a memorial here next week, so I wouldn't be. Wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of that. Uh, that as well, but yeah, I, I don't expect some. S- sweeping changes or uh, the firing of the two men that we already heard from this week, because like like I said, I think Bob would have c- come out and do that first if that was something that they wanted to do. So, yeah, I mean it's significant that Nicholson is is going to talk, but I mean he does uh, speak periodically. Um, yes. Depending on the circumstances and depending on what uh, outlet he he might be speaking to at any given time. So, yeah, that's kind of what I what I think today is that he's going to give us his view. Of, of what's happened, and then if you know, I'm sure he'll talk about the people in, in place and if he thinks they're the right ones to help the team improve next year.
0: Alright well let's take it one step further we'll mention that about two weeks ago Chicago Blackhawks president John McDonough uh, spoke before the conclusion of the end of the season and eliminated any potential uh, discussion for either a GM or coaching change uh, Stan Bowman the general manager Joel Quenville had two years left on his deal at $6 million per year and John McDonough basically said everybody in the organization has to be better including himself as the president of the club uh, I talked about standing needing to be better special teams needing to better uh, obviously a reference uh, to the coaching staff uh, with the hawks who've made some significant changes over the last two years last year mike kitchen jo- joel Quinville's longtime assistant coach was removed out of the equation um And then McDonough also mentioned that the players need to be better as well. So it's not uncommon for presidents of organizations to speak at this time of the year to provide a little bit of clarity and also potentially to uh, provide a little bit of a vote of confidence. I know that there were some... um, overt criticism yesterday in Peter Shirelli's uh, appearance. Uh, I don't know what people expected Shirelli to say on the coaching. I mean, the the season is just ended. He said that there was going to be an evaluation of the coaches. Let's get to that clip right now. Here's Peter Shirelli talking about the evaluation for the coaches.
1: We thought we had that clip. Well, and, the, and the, what he said was that there would be an, an evaluation, and it was very non-committal. I thought both from Shirelli and from McClellan about the people yes. below them in the hierarchy, if you want to call it that. Uh, McClellan praised his assistants, but also said it has to be evaluated. And Shirelli said Todd McClellan's a good coach, and uh, I think he said very good coach or great coach. Can't remember the exact word, but he praised him but also recognize when you come off a season like we had, he understands the thinking and the question that there will be changes. And and it wouldn't surprise me if there are, are changes. Uh, I mean, whether you have someone like Ian Herbers go to another opportunity or a previous opportunity or uh, assistants, uh, assistants, you know, move on. So there's different voices. And, and you made the point yesterday, and we, we all know it, Sometimes winning teams have, have assistance change because a guy moves on or gets hired by another team, or, or it's just not working with that. I,
0: I didn't even know the stat, but it was Craig Simpson who brought up the fact that the Detroit Red Wings, over a span of 10 years in which they made the playoffs, had 12 different assistant coaches on their coaching staff. I was unaware of that. The Oilers, for three consecutive years, have had the same makeup head coach, assistants. Uh, I believe that, uh, you know, Jay Woodcroft, though he doesn't have any head coaching experience, I think he'd be coveted around the league uh, as certainly as an assistant and potentially as a head coach of the American Hockey League. Um, Herbers has already been a head coach in the HL, as to as Jim Johnson. All right, so let's go back to uh, the clip that we were looking for. Here's Peter Shirelli on the evaluation for the coaches.
3: Specifically on the coaches, specifically on me, like this comes from the top down. We're, we're all under evaluation. Um, we're, uh, I think Todd is a very good coach, but we're at a period of evaluation right now with him and his staff. I'm in a period of evaluation right now that certainly we didn't perform the way we were expected. Um, I, did, I did see some progress. I did see some malleability with the coaches uh, as we were in these little crises and we were, tried to work through them, which is a promising sign that you can see that they can try and work through them. Um, but you know, I guess the major takeaway on the coaches is that they, we are all under evaluation. All right, that's uh, Peter
0: Shirelli from his uh, availability yesterday. Again, uh, we're going to blow out of the 12.30 uh, update here, by the way, to make sure that we have Bob Nicholson right off the start. you know, it was a uh, disappointing campaign for the Edmonton Oilers. that saw significant re- regression, uh, specifically on the defensive side of the puck. Tough year in goal for Cam Talbot. Ended up with a 9.07 save percentage after having a 9.19 save percentage of the year before. There was lots of blame to go around. This was just not one thing uh, that affected the Edmonton Oilers on route to a 36-40-6 record after winning 47 games the season before. It, it's interesting, Reed, because um, you take a look at what... Things couldn't have worked out much better for the Oilers last year. And even in terms of a, a blockbuster deal that they made with Taylor Hall and the New Jersey Devils. Last season, uh, the Edmonton Oilers went from 27th to 8th in defense, from uh, 25th to 8th in offense. New Jersey... Went from eighth to 22nd defensively a year ago, and then they also uh, went uh, 30th to 28th in offense, but actually scored fewer goals. So the you know and and so th- there's a scenario where if you're just evaluating that one deal, you know Larson was over plus 20 last season, Edmonton winning 47 g- uh, games. It looked to be, you know, a David Staples did a on his blog, The Cult of Hockey. He did a in April of last year, he did a poll, and 80% of the voters in the poll said the Oilers won the deal. Larson for Hall last year at this time. No one would say that today after Taylor Hall had a tremendous campaign and uh, led the New Jersey Devils to a playoff spot, and Taylor Hall's going to be a finalist for the Hart Trophy. Now, Adam Larson, as it turned out, had the second-best plus-minus in Emerton. Where I'm going with is that microcosm Uh, uh, for me, of the change of events between that trade alone kind of is an illustration of how things have changed for the Oilers. You know what I'm saying? Like, a year ago at this time, they're getting ready. They're, uh, you know, in the middle of an opening round playoff series against the San Jose Sharks. First time in the playoffs in 10 years. Let's not forget that Peter Chiarelli was up for executive of the year. Todd McClellan was up for coach of the year. And I know we're dealing with it every day that we have... uh, a large percentage of the texters to the show, and maybe it's just the type of people at text shows, is people, I mean, a, 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 do, are people more likely to text in a complaint or text in to compliment? I'm, you know, I think that's an interesting perspective to have, but there's a segment that's unhappy and says, forget it, that was a year ago, we're
1: in the here and now, mm-hmm. this team overachieved, everybody should be fired. Right. Well, I don't think everybody (laughs) will be fired, but I I understand that you get the extreme reactions. I I, I mean, look, in in terms of uh, there are uh, several deals that are going to be questioned on Peter Straley's history. And well, and I think for Oilers fans who don't like him, that goes back to some of the details he made with Boston as well. But but I I mean, I still think and I, I know it's. It's an old one, and sometimes I feel like, okay, we need to just quit talking about it. But, I mean, the one that still bothers a lot of people is Griffin Reinhardt being traded. And then, obviously, the player that was used in one of those spots. Whether the Oilers would have taken Matthew Barzell or not, they would have had a player. I think in terms of Peter Shirelli uh, yesterday, and, yes, I I, I think that there was maybe a desire for him. I mean, Todd McClellan said, I'm the coach of the team, and how they play is my responsibility. Peter never said anything that strong in terms of, I put the team together, so ultimately, whether I think they performed or underperformed, right. I, I, I still misjudge that performance. You now Whether he thinks that in his own head or what's being said behind the scenes is probably a different story. Right. I, I think a lot of people were hoping for something that direct. You also have a coach who has a very...
0: Uh very comfortable publicly speaking with a group of media that well, he's well. They done. have they have different personalities. They, they have absolutely, and that's no question that's they have part of it. Peter Shirelli is not as comfortable uh, speaking to the masses in that situation the way Todd McClellan is. Reed, I want to just uh, one of the things that Shirelli did say yesterday. For me, as something that I would agree with is let's not blow this thing up here. He talked about not dismantling the club.
3: going to dismantle this team. Um, the, we've got. You know, we've got areas where we have to fill, and, and we've got areas off the ice that we have to look at. Um, and, you know, we've, we've, there, there, there are things that we have to address immediately, and, but by no, and I, I'm not ruling out a, tr- a trade either, but by no means are we going to dismantle this team. Um, I expect this team to be in the playoffs next year, and, and that's what we're going to strive for.
0: All right, that's Oilers General Manager Peter Shrelly. Again, Bob Nicholson, the Vice Chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group, coming up today at 12.30 sharp. When we come back, we're going to slide into NHL today. Uh, We're also going to tell you about a, a couple opportunities uh to be involved with uh supporting the Humboldt Broncos tragedy this is Oilers now when you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave there's only one place proam Sports.ca. jerseys apparel headwear and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams whether it's the NHL the CFL the NFL MLB or more proam sports are your fan cave specialists and if it comes with a proam sports certificate of authenticity and hologram you know it's 100% authentic and signed memorabilia. So, no matter who you cheer for, Pro Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on Saint Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. Edmonton
2: Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chad.
0: It's Connor McDavid who's headed off to the upcoming World Hockey Championship. Bob Stauffer with you down at uh, the Oilers Hall of Fame Room again. Twelve thirty today, we will run uh, Vice Chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group uh, Bob Nicholson's uh, presser. Uh, we're going to head off to NHL today. It is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear, uh, Elite Promotional Marketing, by the way, has Humboldt Broncos T-shirts for Jersey Day. Uh, they will have them throughout the course of the day at Elite Promotional Marketing. Uh, They're twenty dollars each, 100% of the proceeds go to the Humboldt Broncos organization Alright, here's Brendan Ulrich back to the studio
2: We'll start with the boat last night uh, Mike Lang with the call as the Pens route the Flyers 7-0 in game one
1: in the it Check, check for Darcy Seaton
2: Check, check, one 2 Here to take the lead, Brian Ross sweeps it by Elliot from 30 feet and the Pens take a one nothing lead Late chance here. And Horker shoots and scores! has got that puck, and Hagman may have got it in front. The Penguins take a 2-0 lead. Oh, my goodness. Let's go hunt Moose on a Harley. The Penguins have scored again. Oh! That was uh, Mike Lang with the call. We also had uh, Winnipeg knocking off Minnesota 3-2. Uh, Joe Moore was scoring the winner there. And the Golden Knights playing their first ever playoff game. Marc-Andre Fleury with the shout-out in game one. And he says the atmosphere inside that building was electric. Right from the start, you know, the, the intensity, the, um, the physical play, you know, a little more... Uh, should be out there i guess you know it's uh, it's fun so it makes the uh, playoffs uh, a little more interesting five games on tap in the nhl tonight game one the devils at the lightning steven stamkos will play for tampa first ever playoff game for taylor hall the leafs at the bruins in game one riley nash out for boston rick nash will play jay beagle out for the caps as they host columbus in game one colorado in Nashville, no Kelly Earncrook for the Preds tonight. Joe Thornton out for the Sharks. Fowler is out for the Ducks as uh, the Ducks host San Jose in game one. Uh, Bob, Drew Dutty will have a hearing today for an illegal check to the head on William Carrier as well. Yeah, uh, Sam's GM says that head coach Guy Boucher is under evaluation.
0: Uh, 99.9% uh, that they will uh, keep their first uh, 2018 first round pick, which means they have to give up their 29 uh, 2019 first rounder to the Colorado Avalanche as part of the Matthew Shane trade. AHL last night, Bakersfield lost 2 1 in San Jose. Western Hockey League playoffs, uh, quite the uh, story as uh, St. Albert's Mateo Gennaro had a hat trick including the winner in overtime uh, his uh, one of his best friends Stephen Wack passed away in the humble tragedy Stuart Skinner made 51 saves uh, Gennaro got the overtime winner Swift beat Moose Jaw 3-2 that series tied 2-2 Tri-City, Red hot. they're finally healthy they swept Victoria in 4 straight to advance to round 3 and uh, elsewhere Brandon now trails Lethbridge 3 games to 1 Everett leads Portland 2-1 Game 4 goes tonight all right. Uh, speaking of the Humboldt uh, tragedy, just uh, a reminder for uh, everybody out there that the families of the four Edmonton-area Humboldt Broncos players will host a public celebration of their lives. Jackson Joseph, Logan Hunter, Parker Tobin, and Stephen Wack, and that'll take place 1 o'clock. On April 17th, that's Tuesday here at Rogers Place. Family and friends of the uh, four young men who tragically lost their lives in the bus crash last Friday will take the opportunity to share memories and celebrate the lives of their beloved sons, grandsons, brothers, friends, and teammates. 12:27 in Edmonton. We will return in 90 seconds to Rogers Place in Ice District. Bob Nicholson coming up on orders now.